0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fish and Friends podcast. I am joined tonight by my friend David, and we are going to be talking headlines and whatever's on our minds. First off, how's your week been, David? Since the last time we talked last week, anything new? What you been playing lately?
1: Oh, it's been great. The thing i have been playing is Halo, basically.
0: And yeah, how great. is that going for you?
1: Oh, is great. This Halo is the best Halo I've ever played.
0: The best it Halo you've like... ever played. That is a bold statement.
1: Yeah, it runs like butter. Um, it reminds me of Off 3. Halo well, you 3. say
0: <clears throat> you say it runs like butter. Yeah, but yeah. you are playing on the Series X. That's right. So I, mean, I don't see
1: people lagging around or talking about lag all those issues in game because there's people can talk they can chat there's people on pc people on xbox people on xbox one series s x and i haven't heard anybody really complain other than they're not good at the game maybe some people have heard them complain about that um yeah no real complaints most of the time it's people just
0: shooting the shit in-game. Okay, so, yeah, regardless of the smoothness, because, yeah, it's gonna run great on your system, you, you think that as far as gameplay-wise, it is better than the Halos that came before? Yeah,
1: I think it is as a multiplayer, yeah.
0: Goddamn, the last multiplayer that I played was on Halo 3, so I honestly probably don't even remember much from those days. Because that was so long ago. That was like back in like 2008. So if I go into it playing, I'm probably not going to be able to compare it really to anything because it's been so long since I was an active Halo player. I still want to play 5. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. Before I touch anything with a new one, I, I need to play through 5. Even if the stories don't match, it's like I need to... I want to finish the game before and play that one before... I break into a new halo.
1: You want to have the story, right? And, you know, be up to date with everything.
0: So yeah, my, uh, my, my week's been all right. We had Thanksgiving was good. Went to, uh, my wife's sister's on Thursday. Unfortunately, while we were there, one of our tires, uh, got a flat while I was sitting in the driveway. And, uh, so we had to air that up and then make my way over to my grandmother's house. And then yesterday, first thing in the morning, I was like, I got to replace these tires. I can't remember. Uh, remember the last time I got the tires changed on the van here and it's about to hit winter. And I don't want the lady driving the kids in slick as hell conditions without, you know, need more rubber. So uh, took that to Walmart yesterday and... They were out of all the cheap rubbers. <laughs>
1: um,
0: they only had good years left, so... Fucking... Just to get it. Well, I got an oil change and four new tires on the van, and that was... Fuck, I think like 680 bucks or something like that. It was... Uh, but at least it's done out of the way. I ain't got to worry about it for a while. She should be set for winter. Got that taken care of. We just had Thanksgiving with my dad today. Not intertwined with uh, Thanksgiving itself, so they came over here and uh, brought way more food than was necessary, so we got leftovers for fucking ever. It was a bitch and a half to try to figure out where to put all of it. We still don't have it all put away. I gotta figure out what to do with the pies. Um, but yeah, they came over tonight and we sat down and we watched... Uh, a little bit of college football. Illinois was playing Northwestern. It was senior day. So, uh, last game of the season for the seniors. Uh, and we ended up shit-stomping Northwestern 47-14. to Which, I can't remember the last time Illinois had a blowout win like that. So, me and my dad were going nuts. You know, it's hard being an Illinois fan. Uh, just when it comes to, foot, especially football. The teams just got awful. Usually every year we've had a few good years since I've been alive, but for the most part, it's just been bad. Just all bad. It's like being a Cubs fan. <laughs> Maybe in a Cubs fan, <laughs> it was much. like for the first, you know, 20, 22 years of my life. It was like that. We would have a good season here and there, but for the most part, it was just trash. And, uh, um, of course, until, you know, about 2015, things started turning around, started making the playoffs every year, won the World Series in 2016. It's like, it's about fucking time. And I'm waiting for that to happen with Illinois football. But with our win today, we ended up finishing the season five and seven, which is better than we've done in previous seasons. So hopefully, that's a sign of a turnaround on the way. We got a new coach during the offseason, and we pulled off some upsets this year, actually. In those five wins, we ended up uh, beating two ranked teams. We beat, uh, I think, Penn State was ranked number seven, and we beat them. And uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, I think was ranked like twentieth uh, when we played them, and we beat them. It was like back to back, like ranked wins. It was insane. <laughs> the, I've been gaming this week. I played Battlefront two with you times. I've also, God, I've just been bouncing around all over the place. Serious case of like ADD when it comes to my games. You know, I told you that I started removing games and I did, I did remove the games from my games and app section. I think the main problem there was I had, I think at one point before I started uninstalling a bunch of shit, I had like 47 different options to choose from. And so it was like, what do I play? And I narrowed it down to only eight games, but I was like, that's that's just not enough for me." So I added three more games that I've been uh, that I've been playing. So I uh, played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey because i'm I'm trying to figure out of like the bigger titles that I have not beaten because that's my main issue is I just i I don't beat games. I get distracted and play something else. So it's like, I, I installed a couple of like uh, bigger games to try to figure out which one I wanted to stick with and try to play next. Uh, so I got, I'd installed Assassin's Creed Odyssey to play some of that, and I was like, no, that's not the one. And then I installed Bioshock Remastered, because I've heard so many good things about Bioshock, but I've never actually played it for myself. But I got the Bioshock Remastered installed. Um, also... Um, Psychonauts, because uh, Psychonauts 2 is on the game of the year list, and it's like, that's the only game that I know of. Of the games. It's a... As you were saying, it's a pretty shitty year when it comes to game of the year.
1: It is. It's underwhelming to say the least. There's no good games right now, other than multiplayer. No good
0: story-based games. To name off the game of the year, um... Nominees. There's a uh, Death Loop, which I honestly don't know much about at all. I've heard it mentioned in other podcasts I follow. I follow a, a gaming podcast every week called uh, Married to the Games. They're awesome over there, and I've heard them talk about Death Loop a few times, but uh, you know, it's just not one I've ever looked into like the gameplay or anything. They also have uh, It Takes Two. I know absolutely nothing about that one. Metroid Dread. Which, uh, there's a lot of Metroid fans out there, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if that takes it. Psychonauts 2, which, uh, I'm in the middle of playing Psychonauts 1 right now. I played a little bit of that this week to, uh, you know, play that one before I play the second one, because the first one just came out so long ago. It was on the original Xbox, and then, surprise, out of nowhere, 17, 18 years later, or whatever it is, they released Psychonauts 2. Um, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, of course, uh, not owning a PlayStation, I have not been able to try that one out, but, uh, I know Ratchet and Clank has always been, a very popular game, and, uh, Resident Evil Village, that's probably the one that I've heard the most about, um, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if Capcom walks away with it, because when Resident Evil Village came out, good God, I was seeing absolutely everything everywhere about that game. And, yeah, uh, and everybody was also streaming it as well. It was like a, it was like a huge deal when that one dropped. I, I think it's just because you know, the Resident Evil games itself, you know, they got huge following. So yeah, those are the game of the year. Nominees. Wouldn't really call it a strong list of contenders being that you know there's only three out of the six games that i that i've really heard of i mean i've heard of you know ratchet and clank but it's like i don't feel like there's really much hype when it comes to this list
1: no there's not hype is not a thing i guess it's just you would suppose the developers and if any news comes out of the awards because usually they do game reviews at the awards Uh or at least one big game review. They'll do there or give us some trailers or something. It's really about the developers, and I guess developers really going after stuff with smaller developers or just less known developers. So yeah, we'll see who
0: wins. Maybe we can do a podcast this year on the night of the Game of the Year Awards and get our live reactions of it and whatnot, and see what's going on with all that.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing that everybody will be talking about, if there's any new games announced at that, or just some uh, some gameplay or something.
0: Honestly, looking at the nominees for the Game of the Year Awards, that's what I'd be watching them for. It's like, are they going to announce anything cool? Because, yeah, I don't really follow any of the titles that are going for nominations right now, so... Personally, for me, it would be like, yeah, are they going to announce anything cool at the Game Awards? Because, you know, that's a giant platform that a lot of people are going to be looking into. It's a perfect spot to be like, this game's coming out. Oh, everybody goes nuts. Staying on the topic of gaming news, we got an article from For the Win. Uh, It says Cyberpunk 2077 will be perceived as a very good game, says CD Projekt President. I can never pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to call him by his first name, Adam. Uh, The president and CEO of CD Projekt Red believes that Cyberpunk 2077 will win people over eventually. In an interview, he explains that Cyberpunk 2077 was the most ambitious title in the studio's nearly three-decade-long history. That ambition led to many complications that were plain as day to see at the launch. Yet Cyberpunk 2077 went on to sell very well, despite its... uh, number of issues he said that we believe that in the long run cyberpunk 2077 will be perceived as a very good game like our other titles it will sell for years especially as the hardware gets more powerful over time and we can improve the game he also goes on to say that uh they are working on the next gen versions but they have uh been pushed back for delays because uh i think they you know really want to make sure they get it right this time for the next gen versions Um, they won't be coming until 2022 Is for the next-gen versions. He said, The decision to postpone the next-gen version of Cyberpunk was a difficult one, but we are confident that it was the right one, especially since it was clearly recommended by our development team. Yeah,
1: Cyberpunk is probably in a good space now. You know that Cyberpunk has gotten so many good reviews on Steam from the new people. Yeah, that's actually... most of the bugs are fixed.
0: Yeah, that's actually another article uh, from For the Win. Adding on to that, it said that Cyberpunk 2077 is Steam's top-selling game thanks to Black Friday sale. It said that the Black Friday discounts have led to Cyberpunk 2077 being Steam's best-selling game. The autumn sale is going on right now, where over a thousand games are getting massive price cuts. Cuts among them was Cyberpunk 2077. Um, that's remarkably now the platform's best-selling title thanks to a meaty fifty percent discount. Despite the launch backlash, it seems that people are willing to give CD Projekt Red a shot at only twenty nine ninety nine. It might be worth trying out, uh, even though the next gen updates are still a long way off. It does not say how many were sold. I'd like to know not how. Ma- sure. I, I'd like to I'd like to know that number because mm-hmm. I, I imagine that's a pretty big deal for you know being Steam. Well,
1: I think it has to be a lot. It has to be a a big number, but it's not surprising. A lot of people wanted to get their game, they advertised everywhere. But it's just uh it was too pricey for people and people heard that was bugged. So they didn't want to deal with it, all the bad articles that came out and released. So obviously people have waited and now they see a sale. But what's really affecting them in a positive way is that all the people who have bought it recently on Steam are giving it good review, like really good reviews. And that helps, because people are looking, and they look at the game, and they they are saying, let me see if it's fixed. And they go to the reviews, and they see good things. So, of course, they can buy it. It's on sale. You know, there's no reason not to. It's a big game.
0: Yeah, so it might just be too early to get a uh, count on how much they sold Black Friday, because uh, asking the internet directly, um, it's just bringing up numbers from 2020. And it said that Cyberpunk 2077 sold 13.7 million copies over 2020. Still not bad, but I'd like I'd like to know uh, exactly how many copies it takes to get to the top Steam's top selling game.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's good.
0: But they, you know uh, what? Congra- you congratulations the to them because they they I I didn't think that that game was ever going to be able to come back. With how exactly, bad it's a, it's a great thing that launch it's an was. achievement, Basically, another article from For the Win says Activision Blizzard forms new workplace committee in an attempt to eliminate harassment. Um, mm. I don't really know much of the backstory <laughs> about that. If you could kind of fill me in, I heard that there was like some harassment issues, or I thought I heard somewhere some rape allegations. What's what's going on with that whole ordeal?
1: I don't know about rape allegations i think well maybe there was some rape allegations at least between one person but there were a lot of women especially over there saying that there were guys doing things they should not
0: married to the games uh podcasts that i was listening to i heard them talk a little bit about it saying that it was a very boyish uh setting like a lot of like uh goofing around inappropriate stuff Stuff that they should not have been doing. What's up, Sean?
1: Yes, I got fucked up yesterday, man. That's right. How's that? How'd you get fucked up? You say you drank. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's hear this. finished a whole bottle of fucking Crown Royal. And were you celebrating? I don't know what the fuck I was celebrating about.
0: Yeah, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> That has got to be a celebration. Nobody just drinks an entire bottle because I, I yeah I just want to drink an entire bottle. Actually I got no oh, I just went through the bitch. I didn't even know it was like I, I actually used to know. do that frequently just because it was a Tuesday. Uh, to the listeners here, this is uh Sean. He's gonna be joining us for the remainder of the podcast here. But uh, we were talking about uh, uh the headline was Activision Blizzard forms new workplace committee in an attempt to eliminate harassment oh yeah that's because um
1: you know although there were so many women there that were saying the same thing which was guys were coming up to them um and not like you know how in a workplace somebody might ask a woman out might ask out a date try a woman they weren't really doing that what they were doing was just making sex jokes
0: above um a lot of sexual harassment endos. in the workplace is what it sounds. Yeah, like.
1: basi- basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, just sexual sexual innuendos, things like that. And some men uh, agreed with it and said they also they also felt sexually harassed because one man, I don't know who is, but some anonymous employee at Blizzard said that he was grabbed by his uh, his testicles, his groin, <laughs> by one of the other employees. Now that's not normal. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. You don't, you, don't, you don't go to Bob or Ben you know, at the workplace and, and grab them by the balls, you know, by the groin. And is, that some, is,
0: that, is that some kind of new thing now? Like in sports, you go, you know, you see them, uh, you know, aggressively come up and, you know, smack the ass of one of their linemen and go, yeah, good game or something like that. That's how it is in the workplace now. Just go up and grab the crotch. Hey, nice pack. That... nice pack <laughs> I mean it's not a
1: trend I've heard of um, not yeah.
0: in our circles, you, you, you didn't you know? hear about it it it's, it's doesn't happen well, Apparently, not it was, in our but... circles apparently but, but they, uh... and they
1: would try and make it a thing and um, it got nipped I mean there's more serious allegations because I believe someone was accused of raping one of the
0: women yeah I, I, um, and I also uh, I believe I heard um
1: Another we'll podcast talking
0: about that the CEO them. of Activision Something. knew about all of it. The guy that was in charge knew that what knew about all of it and really didn't do anything to try to prevent it or stop.
1: It. Yeah, I think the reason why is because you always they they're constantly going up, they're sending everybody emails. There's no way you're the CEO and you're not gonna hear about it. Like it happens and the issue is blizzard so now the ceo of activision and things like that i'm sure they hear rumblings and they hear things but it's a company and you trust the guys at the top to kind of like keep it in check but they don't have a pr department or well, at least um if they do have one they're not doing their job it's not working oh absolutely so,
0: not doing their job which probably yeah. leads to this headline here Saying that they formed a new workplace committee to eliminate the harassment. It's a. Yeah, so that means
1: they didn't have a PR department at all, which is crazy because if you have men working at Vime and then you have a few women there and you don't have PR, you don't have public relations, you don't have someone who can go and complain about something that's happening, it's crazy because women get shit all the time. You gotta kind of have somebody there to put the guys in their place. I'm in a mine. You know how it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it says, in an attempt to address the scathing reports on Activision Blizzard's alleged abusive culture, the company is forming a Workplace Responsibility Committee. said, on Monday, Activision Blizzard announced the formation of this committee that plans to eliminate workplace harassment and discrimination. Uh, Quote, the board of directors today announced that it has formed a Workplace Responsibility Committee, Activision Blizzard said in a press release initially comprised of two independent directors to oversee the company's progress and successfully uh, implementing its new policies, procedures, and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination at the company. It said that many current Activision Blizzard employees are not impressed by the committee's formation. Though It says that there was a tweet by Valentine Powell, which I assume is somebody at Activision, um, said today, Ac- It says, today Activision Blizzard has created a committee to oversee its progress, which will be led by, check's notes, two of the Activision Blizzard board members. We are overseeing ourselves. We promise to be objective. Employees asked for a third party not controlled by Activision Blizzard. Another tweet by somebody named Scavenger, which uh, I assume is another employee, said, I'm so sick of statements without hard... Quantifiable metrics specific actionable objectives are even clear and specific summaries of the problems they intend to solve it just looks like flailing in the wind and it's absolutely disrespectful. Uh, honestly, yeah I think that's uh, kind of foolish it's led by two, uh, f- from what i'm seeing here by one of the employees said it's being overlooked by two of the board members which i guess that is kind of somewhat important because the board members you know they're the stockholders usually so they want yeah the good press they want to keep that that stock money coming in and that stock price to raise so they can get more money so i guess i can see a little bit where that might You know, be handy because they I imagine them being board members and holding stock, they're going to really crack down on people. But at the same time, I understand the employees themselves wanting a third party because they don't want somebody within the company to try to, you know, brush all this under the rug. But uh, continuing on with that, uh, it said Nintendo President Doug Bowser finds Activision Blizzard reports disturbing. It said Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser um, says Activision Blizzard stories are distressing and disturbing. Um, They reported on Monday. Bowser was among the many who read the Wall Street Journal story on Activision Blizzard CEO uh, Bobby Kotick that led to a walkout from the company's staff um Fanbyte allegedly received an internal nintendo email from bowser about the situation it says quote along with all of you i've been following the latest developments with activision blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company bowser said via Fanbyte, i find these accounts distressing and disturbing they run counter to my values as well as nintendo's beliefs values and policies Bowser explains later in the email that Nintendo wants to foster an open and inclusive workplace while expecting industry peers to do the same. Spokespeople from Nintendo are in contact with Activision and have taken action and are assessing others. It said uh, Hmm. Nintendo is also allegedly speaking with the Entertainment Software Association about Activision Blizzard since both companies are a part of the organization. Bowser claims Nintendo has worked with the ESA recently on its stance on abuse and harassment and that the ESA must hold all of its members to high standards. Quote, every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is uh, respected and treated as equals, Bowser said, where all understand the, the consequences of not doing so. Nintendo's president joins PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan and Xbox head Phil Spencer in condemning Activision Blizzard's actions. So, yeah. They fucked up. Everybody's coming out of the woodwork to fucking slam the hammer down on them. Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. All the CEOs are coming out and being like, you know, we don't agree with this and fuck you, Blizzard and Activision.
1: That's all, that's all they need to do yeah if every company if if all three companies are like fuck off we're, we're, we're not promoting your fucking shit
0: Ooh. yeah that's that's not good and uh up until recently i actually i i started throwing a little bit of money back into stocks again just for uh you know, long term thing. And I was uh, did have a little money invested into Activision Blizzard. And after that headline came out, I was like, "Well, this is about to plummet," and immediately sold what little I had into there. And I was like, "Ah, I'll find somewhere else to put this." Mm-hmm. And it did plummet. I think it said in the last month they have lost something like twenty dollars a share. Let me look that up real quick. But yeah, it was $20? it was like not sure. it was like not good. It they they yeah they they took a plummet. Once all this shit started coming out of the woodwork. Um, let me find it here.
1: Activision
0: Blizzard. Yes, it says that the share price now is $60.73. In the last month, it has gone down $18.71 of share. Gone down a further $20.72 over the past three months. Not good. I invested with them because it was like... You know, it made sense with some of these, uh, you know, titles coming out. You know, New Call of Duty, Diablo 4, all these titles coming out. I imagine that they were going to get, you know, some good sales. It was going to make shareholders happy. They were going to invest more. You know, that's one of the first places I put my money when I was getting back into stock. I was like, Activision Blizzard. They got some new hits coming, and I imagine they're going to sell well. And then all this shit started happening, and I was like, there's no way in flying. Fuck, I'm about to make any money off of these guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought they were getting boom too. That's when everybody was saying, because it was solid. They had a solid lineup of games, but then everything came on of their PR, how they treat their employees, their employees being unhappy. Basically, they've been mistreating their employees for years, and nobody did anything about it. Because it's pretty it's really terrible when
0: you think about it. And honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't do something about it if you're in a company that's prestigious as Activision Blizzard, because it's like big time, you know, companies like when I was talking about on last week's podcast about, you know, the Rockstar fucking up the trilogy of the remasters and everything and stuff like that. It's like, that's something right there that can hurt your bottom line. Now, this is going about 12 steps past that, and you're really going to fuck up your bottom line now. And it's like, I don't know why you wouldn't try to prevent that if you knew about it. It, it just kinda um, blows my mind because Activision Blizzard, they're they're no small company. They're they're a big name. But you're only oh a big my name. God. You're only a big name as long as you keep the people happy.
1: I think a big part of it too, because I'm not sure who's there, but I think the original the original guys of Blizzard, I don't even know if they're still there. No, oh, I I,
0: I imagine not, because it's it's been around a good long while. I imagine that they probably sold it at some point and are now happily retired.
1: Yeah, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I think uh, it's rough. And I think the reason why it became public is because they're part of Activision. It's a bigger deal now. These things might have been going on before Activision even acquired them. I imagine it's been going on for quite a bit. Just people... They ain't talk about it because they want to you know rock the boat but it's a shame that it's like that you know but things will change over there i hope things get better. Well. um as far as sexual harassment they need to cut that out, and hopefully this will end that you know them making this committee and everything and they have to get back to games and working with their employees in any environment you don't want to anger your employees because your employees they work to make the product. Yeah, and okay, accor- according to...
0: You need them. Yeah, and according to this article, it said there was a big walkout. So it's you like... It. Now you're double fucked. It's like, not only is your bottom line hurt, but now you ain't got... You ain't got your staff fucking working for you right now. So everything's gonna... Yeah, deadlines are not gonna be met. Which is gonna further hurt their bottom line. So they're double fucked right now. All right. Uh n- Another uh, thing I found in my hunt uh, says Microsoft publishes the 1999 letter that f- from failed attempt to buy Nintendo. I've always heard about this. I am so happy they published the letter because I want to hear what they have to say. It <laughs> said over 20 years ago as Microsoft were gearing up to release the original Xbox, um, some at the company were concerned that they wouldn't have enough games to accompany the console at launch. So someone had the bright idea to go and try to buy Nintendo. Problem solved. Only catch was that Nintendo, as we learned earlier this year, laughed their asses off. Uh, It says that uh, Kevin Bacius, uh, Microsoft's former director of third-party relations for Xbox, summed up the meeting. Um, Steve Ballmer, uh, Microsoft's former CEO, made us go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. They just laugh their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how the meeting went. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I said, ruthless. Damn. Anyway, it's all water under the bridge in 2021. And in keeping with the spirit of looking back, Microsoft used its 20th anniversary memorial site to release some primary evidence of the attempted purchase with the partial publication of this 1999 letter from Vice President Rick Thompson to Nintendo of America. It's ruined slightly by the enormous text splashed across the middle, but we can read enough around the edges to get the tone. Quote, uh, I understand Mr. K- uh, Takata's concerns is certainly an understatement given Nintendo's ultimate reaction. And Microsoft offering to help make Dolphin the best video game console is an interesting one and not as absurd as it sounds since the original Xbox and GameCube, Dolphin was its code name, would go on to be very different experiences. Uh, let's look at this photo here, see if I can get a close up of it. It nice says, uh, okay, what I can read it says, I appreciate you taking the time to try to arrange a meeting with Mr. Takata and Mr. Yamu. Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi, Yamamu- to discuss a possible strategic partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft on future video game platforms. I understand Mr. Takada's concerns about the possible partnership and we will try... Uh, something, the guidelines that he has requested. And then more of its block... Um says, form a strategic alliance to work together on future video games. Need to continue the development on our Xbox project. Uh, Nintendo, to help make Dolphin the best video game, more blocked out longer than... (laughs) There's so much that's blocked off, it's like, damn it. (laughs) I want to read this letter in full. Man, I really wish this letter wasn't blocked off, because I'd really like to read this thing in its entirety, because I I couldn't believe it. Because, yeah, they were just coming out with their original Xbox. It had not even dropped yet. Didn't even know if it was going to be a success. And Microsoft was like, hey, Nintendo, we want to buy you. Yeah, I could see where they'd be laughing their asses off at that. It's like, you don't even know if what you're making right now is going to be a success. We've been around since the 80s.
1: They, at the time, they were big. You know, they were the game. When you thought of gaming, you thought of Nintendo.
0: And yeah, because the they, the they just had back-to-back two great systems they had the nintendo 64 followed by the gamecube it's like when it comes to nintendo systems those were the ones that i played the most of
1: oh, I... at the t- at the time the gamecube wasn't out so they had the super nintendo and then they had the n64
0: yeah and that and, well, the gamecube was going to be on its way i imagine it was in some sort of development at that point
1: yeah if at the very least it was in planning or development, it was there, it was, it was at the doorstep. So when they heard them saying, oh, why are you? They were thinking, that's ridiculous because it's always been a growing industry. Even that time, it was growing again. They said, okay, what's well, going up? Why would we let you buy us? Like we could just absorb that money. You know, we could just make our own games. That doesn't make sense. They, and i imagine they trust them they probably thought they were incompetent you know they've never made one game they, this is what they're thinking that's why they were very bold microsoft to just go and say hey um what would you be interested in letting us buy you now i'm sure they were throwing a lot of money at them but still like you know it's an it's a little insulting too to even to buy them because you've never been in that space it would have been a different thing if Sony would have come and Sony would come along and say, hey, listen, we want to acquire you because at least they've been in the game. You understand? If they would have had that type of money, it would have been different. If Sony had Microsoft money at the time, they would have at least heard them out. I don't think they would have done it, but they would have heard them out and talked about it. Yeah, that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense, yeah. Or come together on a console solely together
0: yeah i'm and, sure microsoft oh though got yeah. some sort of uh, little bit of flicker of revenge on that though because of course the xbox was a success and then they had halo and halo was giant enormous i didn't go anywhere without fucking hearing about halo when that game first dropped
1: of course but you know even back then uh nintendo's reaction was kind of like we don't really put those games out that wasn't their thing because that seemed to everybody like a very violent game. And I don't know if you remember during that time, there was a lot of backlash about GTA in the country, a lot of backlash about violent games, and that was a constant discussion. And because of that, you know, a lot of moms saying that the kids are more violent because they're playing video games.
0: That's oh, what yeah. a lot of that but chatter. Nintendo didn't want
1: no bad press. Yeah, they didn't want yeah. bad press. So they said, we could continue making our fun games. We have... Marvel and star fox and samus and we have all these things and we have pokemon we have all these things available to us and they were making lucas games too they were making player star wars games so they had no need to make that type of game so even at that point i don't think i think they looked at microsoft still like kind of outlier like they weren't looking at them like they were a real threat i think it didn't come until the 360 hit and that when and when the 360 hit, that's when, you know, things really took a turnaround. And they realized, After the, the Red Wings. After the Red Wings <laughs> and after they released <laughs> the Elite. Because they came out <laughs> with the Elite Xbox. And they said, yeah. and also they had good PR because they said, we'll fix the, the thing for free. Like, they started telling people, not at first, but they started telling people, we'll fix any problems with your Xbox. Because they realized they had to, you know, they had to fix this somehow. It was, it was an easy fix, though. It was an easy fix. There were worse things. Let me tell you. I don't know if you remember the PlayStation... Was it two? I think I had four PlayStation 2s. Three of the four broke down. You know? it was. Oh no! because my PS2s did the same. So the way. same,
0: oh, but so wait is that is that why you gave the Xbox an opportunity?
1: Um, I wanted the Xbox just because I saw the games that they were promoting at launch, and I didn't get it on release because I couldn't like afford it at the time or my mother couldn't afford it. and I think that I did get get my uncle again, I don't remember if it was me or my uncle. I think it was my uncle, that got and so I ended up playing it. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. I was still with the Dreamcast. And so like after the Dreamcast died, I, I ended up sticking with PS2. I mean, that's the thing. The PS2 was great. I had a bunch of games for it. I loved the PlayStation 2. But as far as the hardware of the PlayStation 2, physically, it was a piece of garbage. Because it, it couldn't last. It had a shelf life. Now, I know yours last... I know some people who were lucky enough to only have one. But most people I know had two or three PlayStation 2s. And that's why I did not go into the PlayStation 3 even thinking about that. I didn't want to experience that again. You know. It wasn't even possibly... I almost didn't get the 360. I did have two of them, though. Maybe that that had to do with it, but... Because I ended up getting, like, the newer update that they had... V S Two. Remember how they had the big one and then they had the the small one? So I was okay, you got was. the slim. You got the yeah, slim. I and the, I still had my like my, my, the O G one still worked. I just. Yeah. I wanted the slim one too. Okay. Well, the one that ended up working for me, my last one was the slim, and my uncle he had to get the slim because that those were the ones that worked. The rest of them, the big ones, broke down. We would play too much. And it's not like we would play all day every day. But we played as a hobby. And they broke down. PlayStation 2s could not last. That's what I'm saying, like, Nintendo really... They were the juggernauts. Because they came out, they had Super Nintendo, they go from Super Nintendo to the N64, and then they start working on the the GameCube. They were the juggernauts. They were setting the pace. The GameCube where they was good, though. GameCube was good. Very underrated, though. But it had its own design, and people were kind of confused. Yeah. Because people were saying, why is it that this is... this little... little disc... they had? Because those disc ones that weren't as good, they couldn't hold as much data, you know, you couldn't just play music on it. Because that was a big thing, playing music. I don't know if you guys remember this. Yeah, I remember that. Playing music... Copying the music to the fucking... To the PlayStation. Well, I, I remember... It. With Xbox, it was easy, too. The OG Xbox. You could listen to music while you were playing games. And that was insane that you could do that. Like, it was crazy. It was new. Innovative. Whoever threw of that... Oh, yeah, geez, Xbox. Was fuck. I, I didn't know which one that I fucking... Uh, What's the music? Xbox? You could you play music on the... Uh, the you couldn't burn the uh, the music though. I don't know about burning. I ain't doing any burning music, that, I, but I know could play music while playing games on because I remember
0: Xbox. like playing uh playing like
1: SmackDown versus Raw, and I had my music. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I, that's that's
0: probably the feature that I missed the most when it came to like the Xbox One. They went they did away with uh, being able to put your CDs on there and. You know, listen to your music during game. That's probably the feature that I missed the most. Because I yeah. loved playing any game I wanted and then just putting any album that I had on the hard drive in the background.
1: No, I know. And th- that's the thing. That was so great that they came up with that. That's something that set apart. And also that they had so many good games. You know, they didn't have as many games as everybody else, but they had a lot of bangers, a lot of good games. They had Night's... Of the old public, okay, like that's incredible. They had one and two. Yeah, like that's that was an incredible game within itself. And then I don't remember they had Jade Empire. was down the yeah, I think it was on that yeah
0: right,
1: Jade, had Empire. Had Jade Empire. Yeah, that was they, that they was OG
0: Xbox, of, uh, I think. And I, ne- I I I never yeah. got to play that one. It was,
1: it was incredible, yeah. Jade was Empire. Impre- one of the greatest yeah. games I've ever played yeah it's right up there with knights of the old Republic. it's along that now maybe the in-game gameplay is a little different people adjust i don't want to see the master version i can tell you that. but it was a great game and i think oh. that's what set xbox apart though was the music you know what i mean yeah and... you think about it, everything else was great but they didn't have music
0: See, for me, it was a little bit easier to just go over to the Xbox because uh, growing up uh, in the 90s, all I had was uh, I had a Genesis, and my friend had uh, the Nintendo 64. And uh, so we would either be at my house playing the Genesis or we'd be over at his house playing the Nintendo 64. When the original Xbox first dropped, my friend got it like... I don't think it was day one, but, like, it was close enough to it. He got it, like, right away. And so I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, seeing him play games on the Xbox. And uh, so I took an interest in it uh, right away. And uh, my grand—it was, I think, my birthday or Christmas, like, the following year. Because, if I remember correctly, the original Xbox came out in, like, November of 2001. Uh, I want to say it was my birthday in 2002, so July. I went over to uh, my grandmother's house, and I walked through the door, and there's just an Xbox uh, in the box just sitting in the middle of the living room. And I was like, oh, my God. And I went over, and I hugged the damn thing. I was like, i got to hook this up now. And (laughs) uh, I've just been with Xbox ever since. I was lucky
1: I had my cousin. Oh, yeah, my cousin had money and he had the opposite shit of what I had so it was always great dude. like, we'll just swap each other's fucking consoles cause he lives right next door to me literally all I had to do knock on the fuck go, leave my building, go to the next fucking building knock on my cousin's door hand him my console he gives me his console, gives me his games easy day, go back home <laughs> oh yeah, it was nice man those were the days, right? oh yeah play games enjoyed them something about being young too when you do those things that no, we also look each other at one point too so when we did that was the greatest thing for us because like we didn't have to fucking knock on each other's fucking doors anymore
0: continuing on um with xbox celebrating its 20th anniversary they launched a virtual museum have you guys seen that yet no have you yeah, they did time. a launch of a virtual museum. You basically go in there with just a, like a default avatar and just go running through the place. And it has uh, all the articles and history and videos about it. And they also have player museums. Your Wait, own what? personal museum. Yes.
1: Oh, that's... I thought you meant like like... Like they got a fucking museum...
0: No, it's a, it's a virtual museum. It's, it's done online through their uh, site. And nice. uh, I uh, went into my own personal museum and it shows me, uh, like, when I first logged on to Xbox Live, what console that was. Um, also showed, like, uh, my player card. It said that what my gamer score was, my most played game of all time, was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Um, and they, uh, it says that I've played 432 different titles, have 2,646 achievements, and my top genre was shooter. It also told me that the first game that I ever played per console, when I, uh, the first game that I ever played on 360 was College Hoops 2K8 Demo. And then the first game that I played on Xbox One, when I got my Xbox One, was the, uh, I got the Rare Replay. So the first game I played was Banjo-Kazooie. How do I check this museum? Um, let me, let me find the link here. Uh, one more thing is said it also tells you your most, your top five most played games of all time, as far as ours. So my top one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Um, then Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare then the next one Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 then the next one Halo 3 and then Elder Scrolls Skyrim rounding out the 5 I
1: I think my top played game for the Xbox was Halo Reach I remember I played Halo Reach from the fucking beginning to the end and even then like when there was nobody fucking playing I was still fucking playing Halo Reach for some fucking reason
0: um, this article with the launch of the Virtual Museum says, Today, in celebration of Xbox's 20th anniversary, Microsoft launched a virtual experience that places fans in a digital museum honor- honoring Xbox and its players. The Xbox Interactive Museum is a unique tool for fans to get to know or remember about the company's history over the past 20 years, in addition to adding the individual um, interactivity of the the uh, experience. It also allows the sharing of personal player histories, adding value for every community of Xbox players. Access to the museum is completely free, but having an Xbox account, Xbox account grants players a more personalized experience. From the museum's homepage, fans can log in with their Xbox accounts to access a shareable museum session showcasing their trajectory as a player. The personalized experience includes statistics like the user's most played game the most relevant achievements being displayed the same as any other part of the museum. It is also possible to access the museum without a registered account, without logging in, only the console timeline, major releases, and historical events, such as the launch of the Xbox Live Arcade, notable games over the years, and the notorious Red Ring of Death Crisis are on display. This exhibition takes place through interactive 3D elements and large stories with more detailed information about the events. Xbox celebrated its 20th anniversary on November 15th with anniversary-themed merchandise, streams, and the surprise launch of Halo Infinite's multiplayer mode. Fans who are keen on continuing the celebration can visit the official museum page here, I and mean, it drops a link. So that is pretty cool. If you have not had a chance to check out your own personal museum, it, it, there's there's some good <laughs> there's some good shit in there it would definitely brought back some memories when I was seeing some of this shit. I was like, and just to surprise me as well, but at the same time not surprise me, it was like it showed the game that I lost logged the most hours in, and that was uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which was the first Call of Duty game that I ever played that my uh, a buddy of mine gave to me for free because his Xbox quit working. And uh, that's where I met Wusan and all of them, actually, was back on Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare.
1: That's where I met David. You're right. <laughs> <We> played <laughs> Halo's I was a uh, Dead Order Junior. <laughs> I remember when you made that name. Yeah, <laughs> just to fuck with people. Yeah. Cause... What the fuck? <laughs> That's what it was for. Him. Cause I remember you, like, I remember Sean would pretend like he was a little kid. He was like, so you can. You could say whatever to people. You get the max. you're doing, blah. and then I'll talk shit to them when I kill them. I'll pretend I'm <laughs> a kid. You remember you did that? Yeah. Like Sh- Sean would basically kill somebody and he'll be like, fuck you! My dad is than you, and I'm burying you. Fuck you, you piece of shit. And you, you know, he <laughs> <see>, would <laughs> act like a little kid, and people would believe it. And they would get so upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so upset. Ah, uh, so uh, the days of Xbox trolling. Oh, yeah, it was.
1: It was an interesting troll.
0: Ah, God. People today would uh, not be able uh, to survive the, 360 chat rooms. Alright, uh, continue on here. David, maybe you can explain this one to me. Uh, it says Battlefield 2042 is one of Steam's worst reviewed games.
1: Game trash. Oh, yeah. I could tell you why, though. Because on PC, they're having a of times, It's like on uh, the Xbox One. And... Yeah. PlayStation, or it's because yeah. if um if your PC isn't new and up to date, like if it isn't the powerful, the PC, it's gonna have some
0: issues because the game isn't ready yet. Ah, uh, bug. Yeah, it says uh, reading here. It says everyone seems to agree that Battlefield 2042 feels quite unfinished. Uh, it says mm-hmm. as of Monday, Battlefield 2042 has over 37,000 user reviews on Steam, with a mostly negative consensus. Big ouch! Things get worse from there too. It says, uh, it says over on Steam 250, Battlefield 2042 is sitting at number nine on the 100 worst reviewed games on Steam so
1: what's Damn. the number
0: one worst th- game on steam that that's what i'm gonna try to figure out here hall of shame um it says e football 2022 <laughs> got a 1.34 <laughs> What the fuck uh, is that <laughs> uh i have no idea and then it says uh number two was flat out three chaos and destruction i've never heard of that, that uh, sounds like games. Yeah, 3, Uriel's Chasm 4, Kinetic Void 5, Space Base DF9 says number 6 is an EA game or no, Early Access it said EA, I thought it was from EA A game called Identity Number 7 is Gasp 8, Roller Coaster Tycoon World
1: Like, you sound like you're just naming fucking porn videos at this point (laughs)
0: Well, it says it's not number nine anymore. What? Where is it at? It moved. It definitely moved. It's okay. It's fallen back from ninth all the way to eighteenth now. Uh, it it now has a three point two zero score. That
1: huh. fixed something.
0: Out of sixty four thousand eight hundred votes, so they're working. They're trying to work their way off the wall of shame, but they got a ways to go because they're now eighteenth out of the worst hundred.
1: I mean they'll they'll fix it. I
0: have confidence they'll fix it. Oh of course they'll fix it, but it's like that's that's not a good launch either.
1: You wanna know my biggest grip? My biggest grip is they don't have a team deathmatch. What? They don't have they only so far they said they're gonna put more game modes, but they only have two game modes and one of them barely works.
0: Oh, which is heavily unfinished. Yeah,
1: they have Conquest, and basically a new name for what Rush was. You guys remember Rush? They have that, but that is very buggy. There's a lot of people who can't even play that. If you have an old PC, Xbox One, or PlayStation 4, you're not going to be able to play the Rush game type, or whatever they coin it now. Just kiss that smile. And say, I want to play Call of Duty. I no, I don't play, play shipment. Fuck, all too. Yeah, I just won't play a map shipment. What does that mean? Does that mean like you want to go into that map and you want to jerk wolf? Like, what does that mean? Does <laughs> that mean anything? Yeah. I want to go into that map. Shit, of man. Christ. And do what? Do <laughs> what, you? what? What are, are you, you doing, pups? soldier? I just want to be on that map. I just want to run around on that map don't you do that I mean, you work in the navy like don't you work around shipment <laughs> every fucking day isn't that your life this is why you get drunk and sing shit. this is
0: why you drank an drink. entire bottle of crown royal
1: yeah this is it we got to the fucking heart of it you know what you know what i think happens i think what happens is is that you go to work you fucking bust your ass and you're like you know what? i fucking hate this i just want to go home and you go home and then the wife just gets on you and starts bitching at you and then you say fuck i hate this i just want to go back to work and you realize it's an endless cycle so you start singing "She sances and fucking oh, whatever that's cool and then you start drinking <coughs> crown royal
0: oh here's an article you like david uh forza horizon 5 passes 10 million players in one week Oh yeah,
1: I also heard they're banning a lot of people on Forza Horizon Five for something. For what? Um, exploits and also certain ivories. I've heard. This is what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but they say if you have an ivory on your vehicle, even if you didn't uh, make the ivory, if you just put an ivory on your vehicle that they don't approve of, they can ban you for that. Now I don't mm-hmm. know if this is true. I agree. Like if. You, Ivory is um when you look for paint jobs and all that and you know, they have like certain paint jobs or Certain characters or maybe like they might have a woman that looks a little too sexy or something Or they'll have a bunch of things that have marking on it. Like you'll say like uh, or, uh uh, Pepsi Coke, you know something like that if it has something like that you could get bad for it Why any of those things? People don't know. They haven't released a statement. They haven't talked about guidelines. Uh, they said that Forza has been very hush on this in the article that I've read. And people are just saying, from what I got from the article was basically, be careful what you put on your vehicle. Be careful what you do. Don't use yes. any exploits because they aren't bringing down the ban hammer. And it's very random. There's no real indication of why they're doing it. And they're not reversing the bands. They're, they're permanent bans. you know what term banning people. Jesus. so it's a it's a serious thing. Oh, I think I didn't buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on game pass. So
0: yeah, it says it. but uh, it says that since uh, it was released, it went uh, it blew past just a few days ago, having four point five billion players as it sits at a whopping ninety two on Metacritic. It says that this figure gives Forza Horizon 5 the biggest first week in their Xbox and Xbox Game Pass history.
1: <coughs> I can see that. It's great. The game's
0: fantastic. It's it the says that it was they a... have faced some criticism from fans. There's been multiple server issues. Well, I, I can imagine with how many players are trying to play it. Yeah, I can see that yeah. being a little bit of an issue. And it says that they've had a few mm. bugs, but on November 17th, they released a new hotfix... I look to squash many of those bugs. Um, It says, The fifth title of the Forza Horizon series offers an incredible amount of depth, and its gameplay finds the right balance between simulation and just pure fun. Whether you're a hardcore racing game enthusiast or just someone who wants to have a little fun, there's something here for you. Yeah, I I think I might give that a chance. I haven't played Forza Horizon since three I think i played a little bit of two and then what i played the most of was three and i just hadn't been back to it
1: what i was extremely happy about is that they gave me one of my favorite vehicles which is the porsche spider um, the 918 and they give it to you with a special 20 year anniversary xbox skin so they gave me one of my favorite cars to drive a really amazing vehicle and they give it to you with a nice xbox skin that's black with green and with the 20 year anniversary on it and it has um some of the exclusives on it like age of empires halo infinite was a sea of thieves and gears of War five created on the side of it. so i have
0: to say i was pretty happy about that nice cool. yeah um it says xbox head uh phil spencer supports emulation for the sake of game preservation What wow. well, i like that It says that the topic of game emulation has been a hot subject among gamers, developers, and critics for years. Though emulating a game that is still readily available is looked down on when it comes to emulating older and harder-to-find games, that is when the topic becomes more complicated. It's no secret that the game industry has problems when it comes to game preservation. The older a game becomes, the more difficult it becomes for players to play it. Though some companies would re-release some games, oftentimes emulation is players' only feasible option. The head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has chimed in with his opinion on emulation and game preservation. Speaking to Axios, Spencer writes, My hope, and I think I have to present it in that way as of now, is as an industry, we'd work on legal emulation that allows modern hardware to run any, within reason, older, executable, allowing someone to play any game. Uh, It says the Xbox already is one of the better consoles when it comes to game preservation as the Xbox Series S and X and Xbox One use software emulation to play older games from the Xbox 360 and the original Xbox era. Around 70 games were even added to Xbox backward compatibility program. The issue stems from the fact that some rights holders and companies need to be persuaded with game emulation with some like nintendo being outright against any emulation of their games that is not that it has not created spencer is hopeful however writing to axios to say i think in the end if we said hey anybody should be able to buy any game or own any game and continue to play that seems like a great north star for us as an industry I agree. There's, there's so many games you wouldn't be able to find anymore. And if it's like, if you did find a copy of it, you're going to be paying 70, 80 bucks for some of those harder to find games. And then you got to go through the process of, if you still don't have the old system trying to find it again. And the, it's that, that just sounds like an all around pain in the ass. I'm definitely mm-hmm. all for emulation if there was a legal way to do it, I know that some emulators can, uh, uh, you know, if you don't get the right ones can harm your computer. So that's why I do not deal with emulation myself. But if there was a way that, you know, Microsoft were to do it or Nintendo were to do it or something like that to where it's something safe that they've worked out all the bugs on and stuff like that, I I would be 100% playing emulators probably all day.
1: Yeah, I think, um, Emulators, it works well on PC. People can get them on PC, it's a thing. But I would just like it if Xbox wowed a way to get more games that were popular during the past. Like, I want Marvel's Capcom 2. They have all the Marvel vs. Capcoms available. At that, they have them in Game Pass, but they don't have Marvel's Capcom 2. And that's the one I have most three people either. want to play oh they don't have three I thought they had ultimate Edition they don't, I don't remember. oh maybe they don't have three either that would suck too but Ellen got me uh, oh, the trash but that's really a game I would like to play again and I'm sure people have games like that that were popular that just now around and things like that but I think there's probably licensing You know, Arms Capcom too, you got Marvel licenses that you need, and you had to communicate with Disney, and you know how Disney, the type of money they charge you, I could just imagine. And then you you have to uh, talk to Capcom.
0: Yeah, see, I I think that's the biggest issue, is it probably the biggest issue has to be licensing issues, which I don't know why a lot of companies would have a problem with that, because, you know. Microsoft would probably strike some sort of deal with you, and it's like this past game that you hold the rights to the title of and stuff like that. It's like it's not making you any money now. You doing some sort of deal with Microsoft would probably bring you a little bit of income in on a game that is long since been dead.
1: But that's the thing. I don't think every person who holds rights to some of these games. I don't think they know how to deal with Microsoft. Whoever has the rights to it, or maybe Microsoft's not going. To... Microsoft isn't interesting in buying every single no not every
0: single one but some of some of the bigger you know older titles that you know for some reason are not on like a uh on the backwards compatibility list or something like that it's like some of those bigger titles that were more popular that aren't on the backwards compatibility list i don't see why they wouldn't be able to work out some sort of deal with whoever owns the rights to it to be like, hey, you could generate a little bit of income on a game that's long since been dead. Let's work out a deal. I can get this on the backwards compatibility list. But I imagine it also has a great deal to do with, you know, the actual files and programming of it, and you know, stuff that's probably long since been buried. Yeah, there's that too.
1: It's like uh, Mass Effect, when they redid Mass Effect, they said there was DLC. First station that was from Mass Effect One, and they could not salvage the DLC. That uh, it was permanently damaged. Uh, the content, the source code, and all that was something like that, and they couldn't um, put in the remastered version. So, yeah, you see, know, that, these things that I, I
0: could see it's... being actually more of an issue than it would be just you know negotiating, you know with a rights holder or something
1: it's the product itself that's why i think whoever has the rights to it they may not even have the means to or the know-how to even get something like that done so it complicates everything and then people they're not going to say oh well you could just use my game you know and give me nothing and then if you can figure out you know you can have it they're not going to do that because they all know (laughs) you know it's just that people want money not gonna give something for free and they're not gonna give you money if you're not even familiar with the code of the game so it's it's crazy all that that's why a lot of people just go um those simulators on uh simulators that they have on pc
0: yeah yeah i know that like my step brother he's he's more of like uh He's more of like the computer geek, so he knows how to do all that shit. He's got emulators that he plays all the fucking time. I don't trust myself enough to try to find an emulator and get everything set up on my computer because, uh, you know, I don't want to risk damaging my computer if I downloaded a wrong file or something like that, because I heard that a lot of those emulators can really fuck up your system. And so I just don't want to risk it unless it's like if I were to hand my computer to him and be like, hey set me up like you, you're set up or something like that. Continuing on into sports, the NFL revealed its 26 semi-finalists for the class of 22 Pro Football Hall of Fame. It says I'm... cornerback Aaron, Eric Allen, uh, defensive end Jared Allen, uh, offensive lineman <coughs> Willie Anderson, cornerback Rondé Barber, wide receiver Anquan Bolden, offensive tackle Tony Baselli, safety Leroy Butler, running back Eddie George. Oh fuck, yeah. I hope he makes it. That was my favorite running back back there in the 90s. Uh ho- holy shit. Uh wide receiver, kick returner Devin Hester. Um receiver Tory Holt. Receiver Andre Johnson. Defensive end Robert Mathis. Mm. Linebacker. Andre Johnson. Yeah. You I'm made. so
1: glad my person give my last name a dick. Mm.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Kenneth Johnson. <laughs>
0: Uh, defensive end Robert Mathis, linebacker Sam Mills, defensive tackle Richard Seymour, receiver Steve Smith. Oh, Seymour got to get it. He uh, it yeah, receiver Steve Smith, Um, receiver and special team Steve Tasker, running back Fred. What the fuck Fred. is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably an old timer. He's not getting, okay. getting in this year. Probably an old timer. Running back Fred Taylor. Linebacker Zach Thomas. Receiver Heinz Ward. Linebacker Demarcus Ware. Running back Ricky Waters. <sighs> Receiver Reggie Wayne. Defensive tackle Vince Reggie Wayne, Holy shit. Vince Wilfort. Yeah. Defensive tackle. Linebacker Patrick Willis. Safety Darren Woodson. And defensive tackle Brian Young. There's some. Big
1: names on this list. Yeah, for real. A lot of wide receivers have killers because Reggie Wayne, and no. Andre Jones. No, I mean, they God. have the dude from Baltimore too. It breaks is my heart.
0: It breaks my heart looking at this list I don't know, and seeing all the big names because I really want my boy Jared Allen. I don't know here.
1: where your balloon is.
0: But with some of the names on this list, I, I feel like they're gonna go first. Allen just missed out last last season. He was named as uh, one of the semifinalists huh? and didn't end up didn't end up getting it. But there are some big names on this list. Oh, and uh, da- David, uh, some good news for you. The Giants fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, as season spirals. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, that piece of shit.
1: That fucking piece of shit. I swear that wow. guy like was a spy for Jerry Jones. He was a fucking lowlife. Like, can't stand that. So tell me how you really anything. feel. Anything. He was with the Cowboys, and then they're like, "Let's bring in this guy <coughs> for what? So we could beat the Cowboys? They don't even they're not even the no. best team in the division. Like, what the hell?" I hate, I hate them so much, the decisions the Giants be making. Yeah. If they keep if they keep going like they're going, they're just going to name somebody who's also trash as an offensive corner. They need Rex Ryan. That's not what they need for offense. That's the <laughs> last thing they need for offense is Rex Ryan.
0: It says that Freddie Kitchen, uh, Joe Judge's senior offensive assistant, is expected to take over play calling with Garrett gone. Yeah. Starting Sunday's visit from the Philadelphia Eagles, a division rival that has won three of four by scoring 44, 30, and 40 in those victories.
1: You know what? I just want them to lose so we can get good draft picks. Like, please, let's rebuild.
0: Well, it says, yeah, it says the, the Giants ranked dead last in the NFL with 42 offensive touchdowns since the start of the 2020 season. When Garrett arrived, on- the <laughs> I know.
1: They're they're tra- I said that they're trash. They're awful. They got awful. Oh my god, it's 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 horrible.
0: It said that Monday night, uh, Monday night's thirty to ten loss at Tampa saw the team postseason lows in points, yards, and first downs in time of possession. The Giants' offense also went one for nine on third downs.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's not new either. (laughs) The one for nine on third downs? Yeah, they're not good at getting third downs. They're not good at getting first downs either. They're not good at getting AVEN.
0: Yeah, it said that Judge uh, reached a boiling point post-game on the offense's uh, struggles and implied Garrett's job could be in jeopardy. He said, quote, we've got to do a better job of scoring points. We've got to do a better job of putting our players in position to make plays. We have too many good players... We have to put them in better position to capitalize on it. That's it. we got to make sure we sit down Tuesday as a coaching staff and understand how we have to play this game and give our players a chance to make plays. So in reference to any kind of body language at the end of the game, I'll handle the corrections. But if I was a player, there'd be some things I'd be frustrated with too. Oh, that is so I mean, that bad. Is Daniel Jones, it says, Incredibly has only 23 total touchdowns and 28 turnovers in 24 games playing for Garrett. Yeah, I'm.
1: Not, I'm. Not, I'm gonna be honest with you here too. It's not all well,
0: garbage. Yeah, full. I. I. Because I know. I know that. I know that. I just that. That's it's just not, That's just such a bad not. statistic though. Twenty-eight total like turnovers joke, in twenty-four games.
1: But that quarterback is liquid feces. Okay.
0: <laughs> let's not
1: let's not joke ourselves here. Okay. Who said lie. he's liquid feces? I did. And let me tell you. He is liquid feces. Oh I'm my god! You, in the <laughs> summer. The reason why he can't—you don't see him during the summer—is because he de-evolves into liquid feces every summer. This dude is trash. Well, let, let me tell you—you you got trash. this wrong. He—he he is the best quarterback. His ceiling. You know what his fucking ceiling is for quarterback? Are you saying his glass ceiling? Are you saying you no? Know, am <laughs> you, know, you know what his ceiling is for quarterback? What's that? His ceiling, all right? Are you ready for his motherfucking ceiling? I'm about to tell you, bro. If you were next to me, I would slap you. <laughs> his ceiling for quarterback is Larry Fitzgerald. This man is going to be a legend. Oh, he's going to be a legend, huh? Oh, okay, he's gonna I be feel a legend, like you're huh?
0: sipping that Crown Royal now.
1: Oh, he's going to be legendarily bad. You are right, sir. You are correct. Yeah, right.
0: Because Larry Fitzgerald was not no fucking quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm failing okay. to see the comparison. Oh, I get what you're saying now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Let me tell you, this
1: guy, he just needs to stop it. They need to, to get you QB they need to to go back to college because this is definitely not his (laughs) job (laughs) he needs to continue wherever his major was college doesn't want him (coughs) like that guy is so bad if he went back to college they'll be like no that's okay we're good like it's terrible
0: uh moving on it says uh sean taylor's brother today Makes a game-clenching interception on the 14th anniversary of his brother's death. It said, November 27th carries a sad meaning to the family of Sean Taylor. The great Washington football defensive back was oh, murdered sorry. in 2007 on this date. RP. On Saturday, his younger brother Gabe was playing for Chris Rice Keith. against Louisiana Tech. As the game came down to the final seconds, Louisiana Tech threw a deep pass and waiting to pick it off at the other end of the field was none other than Gabe Taylor. It says that he is a five foot ten, 190-pound freshman from Miami, Florida, and this was his third interception and second in two weeks. It says that he leads the team with 32 unassisted tackles, earned multiple weekly honors for his performance in the Owls' win over UAB, credited with a career-best 10 tackles, forced a fumble, and knocked down a game, ending Hail Mary pass in the Owls' 30-24 win. So sounds like uh, he's doing pretty good for himself uh, as a freshman and uh, getting a game-clinching interception on the anniversary of his brother's death. that's, uh, That's pretty awesome. Finishing off with uh, Hollywood right now. A uh, couple of headlines. Uh box office milestone. It says no time to die. Uh, passes up the record for overseas by passing F nine. Fast and the Furious nine. Said finish Sunday oh, with five hundred and fifty eight point two million dollars in, the about in. Fast and Furious. Oh, oh now it's James Bond. That
1: James Bond is the top dog in the box office right <coughs> what was James, that box James office? Bond. now it's James Bond it's the top dog
0: yeah and it said uh I don't even race cars no more fast and furious. I'm
1: James. James yeah there was more racing in James Bond than there was in the last Fast and the Furious and I'm serious
0: yeah, it said that No Time to Die opened this weekend in Australia, uh, which is its last major market. Uh, the film grossed $8.2 million, and in North America, $150 market passed over the weekend, so it gives a worldwide total of $708.6 million so far. And This article was back on uh, about a week and a half ago, so uh, it's probably past a billion now. Huh? But I bring up that article to bring up this next one, that Tom Holland wants to be the next James Bond. Get the fuck out of my face. says co-star, is what it says. Oh, he wants to be a co-star.
1: Okay, that's right. okay No, it yeah, says
0: co-star. A co-star of Tom Holland says that he wants to be the next James Bond.
1: Oh, no. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it could be the next James Bond. After he grows some more faces. The, the, the kid and...
0: looks like he's barely out of high school. The only way that that would work as a James Bond film is if it was supposed to take place in his training and when he first started out in like MI6. In his training, nigga, it would take
1: place in his middle school. <laughs> 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 Fucking damn it, man. It should be the, the middle of this shit. i out here in the training. Tom Holland. He's tripping. That's why it's... First of all, I think it's dumb that he got the Uncharted role. Because... Like, the guy who plays the... It's the Wait, he got the Uncharted sense. role. Yeah, he's playing um that character of Uncharted. Oh, Lord. The doesn't Sony, like... Yeah, Drake, whatever. Yeah, Sony wanted him. What? Because they want somebody that they work with. He's Spider Man. So they're like, Yeah, yeah, and he's in house. That's stupid. You just fucked up your own movie.
0: Did
1: you want to be cheap?
0: Yeah, and it said that. The word is, from one co-star, that he's, he's done with the web-slinger. Holland longs to be the next James Bond. I mean, they were Bond. better
1: off with Ryan Reynolds if they wanted to do
0: that. Says, with uh, Daniel Craig ending his run of playing Bond, one of the most coveted roles in Hollywood is now up for grabs, and plenty of actors are throwing their hat into the ring, the latest being Holland, who, according to the Spider-Man No Way Home co-star Jacob Batalan, is constantly discussing the role he talks about being james bond a lot a lot a lot oh lord
1: i'm bone
0: it's a fantasy it's a fantasy and i've no i bring up that to bring up this next article that says the james rock bond. says that he wants to be the next james bond Let I out, fucking rock.
1: Let <laughs> out, kid. say everything you feel Ken. well it's okay I, I agree. Okay. What like, the fuck must mean everything? Like, okay, you good acting
0: off but goddamn. Yeah, I was like there is no possible way that it would ever <laughs> work like the rock, rock play playing it. James Bond. Yeah, he's, you know
1: what? The fuck, that's the only joke. way You know you what's know sad what? is that he means it too. He means that that's gonna be a I can only pitch Batista. I don't, don't like have to pick one. Yeah, I, you don't like to get hit, so I mean, they like, I mean, like when they make the movie, you get hit one time, like oh okay, take out the whole <laughs> squad, and that's it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it so says ridiculous.
0: that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a big man, and he does big movies. <clears throat> so why wouldn't he want to play one of the biggest roles in blockbuster film industry? It says that uh, The Rock tossed his name into the ring for consideration to play the next James Bond. It says, Esquire's video opens with Johnson explaining his family's connection to the long-running Secret Agent franchise. Yes, my grandfather was a Bond villain, and you only live twice with Sean Connery. Very, very cool. Uh, He said, I would like to follow in his footsteps and uh, be the next Bond. I don't want to be a villain. Got to be Bond.
1: Uh, he could be a villain it he could be a great villain, villain. <coughs> a his villain, ass villain. that's why he don't want to be a villain he could get yeah, shot he, he could get shot he's done it in movies before i've seen it he could get shot it's fine he can't be bond listen the fact that they only even consider idris elba they're gonna take the rock if they don't consider idris elba oh yeah is the the best choice, by the way, oh, yeah, my that opinion. Is the best choice. But their argument is is that he's black. Like, there's not other black people in the world. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> he he's the best candidate. He's charismatic. He's the most charismatic, strong Englishman that you can think of. He's mature. It's he is perfect. Fucking perfect. But yeah. Unfortunately, Americans can't do good English accents. Most Americans can't do a good. English accent yeah and see the... and
0: that and that's that's the thing when it comes to bond it's like he's always <laughs> British or British. whatever English or whatever he, the hell he is.
1: Yeah, he's a member of um I forgot what they call the secret service but mi6 I believe mi6 that's right it's yeah. it's so not... obviously he's not getting this is why the Rod... I don't know if he did this legitimately, put his name in for it or like tried trying to get but it's so he's insulting to the English because you're not, not willing to learn an English accent. And he, he would be terrible at. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's a great English Well, I mean if you go American, back and
0: like but... listen to like Bond, like the, the original James Bond, Sean Connery. He didn't sound like he had an uh a heavy
1: accent. Did they want Burt Reynolds too? I won't point. They probably did like as a gimmick. Back when they were struggling to find somebody. Um, um I mean Burt he turned Bert turned it down because he's like he wants to be American. He didn't want to be American he did America. Yeah. It was crazy. He's right? American, he would never do that. But here's the thing about um what's his name? About, you mentioned him on the level James, James oh, Sean Connery. Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. yeah. Is that he at, cool. he's Scottish, right? Oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in yeah. England, there's plenty of Scottish, yeah. Scottish. And, and people of that nature playing Irish. Yeah. They, have, they have diversity. Yeah. This is why the Idris Elba yeah. thing bothers me. But you can't be American. Like, it's just, it's no. Like, it just won't work because Americans who go to England they lose the accent immediately it starts to change it just does the way the English speak
0: yeah and uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Tom Holland earlier and uh, Uncharted yeah yeah uh, article right here Tom Holland claims the Uncharted movie broke him broke him Of
1: course, because he weighs 100 pounds wet.
0: That's why it broke him. Like, Jesus Christ, yeah. It says it was uh, (coughs) shooting the Uncharted film was incredibly difficult for Tom Holland. Uh, During an interview, Holland revealed that the film adaptation of PlayStation's uh, hit action-adventure game was an enormous physical undertaking. He said, quote, I never realized how lucky I am that Spider-Man wears a mask because when he's bouncing around and flying from buildings, that's all CG. And Uncharted is just me and cargo pants. That film absolutely broke me.
1: Oh, my God. Spoken like an absolute pussy.
0: (laughs) He said, quote, I was going to the gym in the morning like, oh, my God, I must have torn something in my leg. And the guys were like, you haven't. You're just tired and you're getting older. Getting older. He's only 25. He's younger than me. He's only 25. He's younger than me. I'm usually like, the youngest guy in these parties yeah you you guys
1: were both born in ninety four like it's crazy. he's younger than both of you it's <coughs> it's ridiculous, oh my god he's he's such an example of how the average man is nowadays like the, the new generation. Like, they old so downy soft. He's well, complaining about making money. What do you think about this? My nigga got tendonitis, bro. He got tendonitis. He got tendonitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you got tendonitis.
0: Well, I mean, bro. he's really small. I don't know why they picked him for the part.
1: I mean, look, you could be a small guy and play.
0: Certain roles like Tom they could have had Ryan Reynolds,
1: that. though. Like, if I understand it's Sony name, right? It's Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, they could I, have some, Ryan Reynolds. I don't understand why they ain't. maybe Ryan Reynolds is he just said he's taking a break. The next role he's gonna do is the next Deadpool, but he's taking a break to raise his kids, so, so he didn't want to do Uncharted. That would have been slated to come out around this time. No, you already has scheduled to do uh. Red News with The Rock and Wonder Woman, I forget her name, Gal Gadot, so oh, have that in the slot. He doesn't have time to do Uncharted. But the thing is, if this young guy can't do Uncharted, there's no way he's going to be able to do Bond. You know how demanding Bond is? The shit that Bond has to do? Like Daniel Craig has talked about how difficult it's been. Every, every movie he doesn't want to come back because he says it's so difficult. And that's a man. He
0: doesn't he's not even complaining about it. I every think time I read they ask headline. him coming back?
1: He's like, No, it's difficult.
0: I think I read the uh headline. Uh Daniel Craig said that who did he go up against in this uh recent one, I think. Was it The Rock or was it Batista or I think it was Batista or something. Yeah, it was Batista. Daniel Craig had to go against Batista because I think Batista is the villain in the new one. And he said that uh, during one of their fight scenes that they were doing on on camera, he said, "I I literally about <laughs> something along the lines of uh, he, he he ran because he was f- scared for his life because during uh, rehearsal when they were doing the fight scenes and whatnot, he accidentally connected with Batista and broke his nose." And he immediately turned and ran. And he said that Batista <laughs> was completely cool about it and straightened and put his nose back in place. Of course, because Batista, I mean, he's used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Daniel Craig said when he first did that, he immediately ran.
1: Damn man. That ain't new for Batista. He's, like, he's taken a couple of stiff... uh Stiff and fucking wrestling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thinking a few elbows. Well, well, because if I remember correctly with the article, um, he wasn't going as hard uh, as convincingly as Batista would have liked. So Batista was like, you know, come at me. You know, he, oh, wanted, him to, he wanted him to do it, you know, to really sell, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, he connected with Batista and broke his nose and then turned and ran. Batista just set his nose back in place and was like, alright, let's go.
1: Jeez. That's good. We're making progress. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind oh, I uh, the story of uh, Rocky with Rocky IV. And he told that, that dude who's a professional world fighter, uh, what was his name? Uh, forget the actor's name, the big guy who played the Russian. And, rest oh, okay. uh, oh, was yeah. like, you can I hit me for real. You. <laughs> he said, you can hit me for real. And then the guy said, alright. And then he hit of Simone so hard, he knocked his heart... He hit him so hard, his heart hit his ribcage, and he went to cry arrest. <laughs> <laughs> they had, to, they had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> 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 that sucks wasn't he a real life kickboxer dude yeah he was he was a fucking yeah, champion he like was a real life kickboxer. that dude is one of the toughest motherfuckers out there of his age group like for sure like he was really out there scrapping with people
0: nah, yeah, he was, he was a big joke. dude
1: man man he knows how to fight for real
0: man um, I, I think we're victory. gonna go ahead and wrap this uh, podcast up because we're almost at three hours. Oh, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, I respect it. <laughs> All right, but that was episode seven. That's David, Sean, Ken, this is Andrew. Catch you next week.